Living in the rising sun, the land of bamboo, Tengu, and Gundam like Yo, can't believe I finally made it, my two re-celebrated Golden week, hold it down with my cho Yo, Minasa, Manga Sensei Podcast, Yo, Koso. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Manga Sensei Podcast. I'm your host, John Sensei. And today, like every day, I'm breaking down the world's best language in five minutes or less. Today, on Sundays, I like to break down and do things that really answer people's questions for one and talk about things that I really want to talk about. This is an opportunity for me to kind of talk something out a little bit outside of grammar, but it's also an opportunity for me to answer questions for people that are interested in learning Japanese as well. These podcasts also usually go instead of the normal five-minute format to something more like a 10-minute format so I can have a little more fluidity with my Sunday podcasts. And today, I've decided to focus on something that I really haven't talked too much about. There's a lot of books about this, and it's something actually that I'm very impressed with. So to learn and to speak and read and write Japanese, you have to memorize on average 2,136 symbols, or the Joyo Kanji. These Joyo Kanji, if you follow the JLPT, are usually broken down into five individual levels. These levels range from five being the lowest and one being the most advanced. Supposedly, if you can read and write these 2,136 kanji, you should be able to be somewhat fluent, supposedly, in your Japanese writing and reading abilities. However, there are kanji outside of this that don't necessarily fall in that group. Examples of this include people's names. For example, if your name is Kanazawa, the Zawa in your name, if it's old Zawa, is not going to be included in the 2,136. Many names, first and last names, also fall outside of this 2136 symbol group, which is why if you type on the keyboard in Japanese a, sim- a symbol, you'll have many different things pop up. Some of these are more common and some of these are less common, but majority of them are what you're going to need to be able to actually learn the language. Language. The problem really comes in is how do I learn 2,136 symbols, particularly if I want to become fluent quickly? And second off, how important is it to be able to learn these 2,136 symbols? And what time frame should I give myself? And I think all of these things are very relative, but very important if you want to learn Japanese. What I would recommend doing is this. If you would like to learn Japanese, you first need to identify what you are learning Japanese for and be honest with yourself. I often see people or meet people that say they speak or want to learn Japanese, but they don't know why they're doing it. They think Japanese is a wonderful, colorful culture. They want to meet people. They have a connection to Japan, whether it's through manga or anime or simply a movie they watch, which is nothing wrong with that. However, to have a purpose to speak Japanese is extremely important if you want to accomplish it. If you just want to speak Japanese just because, then that's not going to get you anywhere. The second off is you need to be very honest with your current Japanese level. Often people will overshoot their level or undershoot their level. If you are good, see, let's go by JLPT level, which I don't think is a great way of ranking it, but it's something that we can actually somewhat use. If your JLPT level is N2, don't say you're N1. Don't tell yourself that you're N1 because you're going to be impeding your actual learning of the language. You need to be very frank with yourself. This is just like working out. If you're going to work out, and you can tell that I'm super buff over here, like (laughs) the basic thing follows though. If you are trying to lift something that's too heavy, you're going to hurt yourself. 
And if you're lifting something that's too light, not enough, then you're not going to be building that kind of exercise. You're going to be building that kind of shape that you want for your Japanese language. And this muscle of jumping between the left and right sides of your brain, the frontal cortex in the middle of your brain is an exercise that you do have to do. So if you want to actually learn this kanji, you need to be one frank with yourself. And second, you need to see what goal you need to have. Now, if you simply want to be able to read a menu in Japanese, or you want to be able to send text messages, you probably don't need 2,136 six plus kanji you probably need about 1100 if you for example this is a great question we have it from my friend rdg music sup man i've I've been liking your stuff the model thing was great by the way um if you want to learn n5 by a certain time period then what an easy thing to do would be take the kanji that you need in that amount of time divide it by the amount of weeks that it takes to get there and then this is the, the key part here is in order to accomplish that you need to be able to find the use for it so if you want to do the N5, you can do the 30 challenge. It'll take you through all the grammar and vocab. But for the kanji-wise, you need to make sure each of those kanji can be used in words. Kanji by themselves are near useless. But kanji, what are called jukugo, or combinations of kanji, is where you actually find the useful words. Let me give you a couple of examples. If I want to say a place, usually a place is not going to be identified by one simple kanji alone. What's going to happen, though, if it's a verb, you're going to have the kanji followed by okurigana, which are hiragana symbols that add to the verb, like taberu. The kanji is tabe, or ta, and the hiragana following is taberu. So you're going to have those that follow it equal the whole word. So you need to be able to see the kanji in context. So a good way of doing this is pulling it up on your dictionary and finding what words that it is in. So if you're trying to pass a JLPT level, what words are in that level and what words do you need to know? Being able to differentiate and discern which words are actually useful for your current level in Japanese, against that heralds back to actually being honest with your Japanese proficiency, is being able to identify what of those words are going to actually help you. If you're studying, for example, the word sun, the word nihon is important to know, as well as nichi, as well as getsuyobi. All of those are going to use the nichi symbol, the day symbol. However, you may not need to know honjutsu, which is another word that includes the day kanji, but means today in a more formalized setting. So being able to differentiate and being able to read the descriptions in each of those words will help you be able to set goals to help you accomplish your purpose. A good way to remember this for myself is two words in Japanese. The first is mokyo, and the second is mokuteki. Mokuteki is your purpose for learning something, and a mokyo is the goal in order you have to reach to achieve your purpose. If you want to be able to pass a JLPT level or you want to be able to text friends, break that down. What do you have to be able to do to accomplish it? Break it down into easy to understand organization, simple conversations that you could have, find out what you would normally say in your native language, and then find out what you need to translate that over as. If you want to pass a test, break down the words. There's plenty of lists and information on my website at manga-sensei.com and do it there. The last step that I'll recommend is if you're trying to learn Japanese at a bigger scope, if you're simply not trying to pass, like if you're trying to become some level of fluency, what I recommend doing then is taking Japanese and breaking it down into radical, which is the little tiny symbol part that is broken down usually on the left side or surrounding the kanji. Let's take the example that I just posted here on Instagram. If you're following me on Instagram, you can see that I have, I put up kanji that I draw myself every single day. I'm fairly artistic-ish. It runs in my family, but (laughs) thank you. Um, A good thing to do is to break it down by radical. Radical are a group or a family of kanji. These kanji, for example, if you look on my page, you'll have the word for needle, gold, silver, and even iron, tetsu. 
So all of these, if you notice on the left-hand side, share the same shape. That is a radical, and they're usually organized by stroke number. So if you want to learn a family of kanji, they're usually all going to have similar meanings. So if you learn a iron or the left-hand side looks like gold there. If you learn all of those in the family, you're going to find you're learning minerals. And it makes it a little bit easier to kind of group them together and you start getting the natural meaning that is inherent in all of them. A good book to describe this insight is Heising's Dictionary, which is remembering the kanji and remembering the kanji too. While I don't agree with many of his approaches to learning Japanese when it comes to learning the jukugo or the words associated with the kanji, it is very good for helping you memorize the kanji initially. Another way to do it is look at the kanji, break down and learn the parts of the kanji, the radicals, if you will, and then make a story out of it. And a good example is silver. On one side, we have the symbol for gold or a metal. And on the other side, if you broke it in half, is the symbol similar to good. So we can say a good metal is silver. And by having that story in our head, instead of saying good, we could say a gene metal. This sounds funny, and it helps remember. Funny things stick in your memory better. It's a mnemonic. It helps connect to mnemonic devices. So if you want to be able to do that, a good way to is find the symbols, connect them to words, and move it forward that way. Now, with that, though, I will end here on the podcast. Make sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I'm going to stay on Instagram for a little while longer answering people's questions. But remember, それを覚えておきなさい。もし日本語で漢字でも日本語でも単語でも文法でも日本語でペリペリになりたいなら間違いが必要なんです。ですから一緒に間違えましょう。それじゃあ、また明日。